0: Little thing. So, thank you so much. Uh, I don't have a thing prepared. Uh, I've been thinking about other things, and uh, Krishna always—he'll—he'll he'll tell us what he wants to talk about. So, anybody have any ideas or suggestions? I never have anything prepared, so this isn't
1: helpful. <laughs> uh, let's pull it on my sleeve. Yes, sir. Uh, I have to try to promote the innocence that is elsewhere. If you're in America, basically, because I've been out of America, but I've never been around people that were innocent enough to be so bold. <laughs> yeah, it's refreshing. It is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
2: Ignorance, uh, not malicious ignorance, but just
3: ignorance. Not knowing. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Not knowing any different.
3: In, in India, is nice to see. Yeah,
0: India. Such that's, that's why it's so refreshing to be there. You know, there's. Uh, there's a the, the sweetness of India comes from its people. There's, it's, it's sweet to be there. I mean, we can get a little uh, uh, perturbed at them sometimes when they are trying to buy something, <laughs> you because know, you have to negotiate. And you know, here in America, you just go look at the price and you go take it and you pay for it. And then you negotiate. That's
4: fine.
0: You know, how much is? You don't see prices on things very much. You say, how much, How much? 200 rupees. No, no, two, no, no. Mm-hmm. 40 rupees. No, 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 100 rupees. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and a lot of times that's fun. And sometimes being Westerners, you just want to buy it and go. Mm-hmm. You know, so, okay, I've got to deal with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
5: wanted to say something else, turn correct. When we went over there, they were, the people were so irritating at first when you, because like you said, you want to buy something and they're always coming up to you wanting money and, I know this one little lady that, she had a little baby. And I said, I give her some money. My husband wouldn't let me because he said, if I give her some money, then everybody would just swarm. But I've never forgotten that. I mm-hmm. felt so bad. But also, the last day we were there,
0: And they had civilization there uh, long before Europe and other places. You know, so, you know, there were there's a, a civil nature that they have, peaceful and sweet.
5: But I said next time I go back, I'm going to take a m- pocket's purse full of money. <laughs> I'm going to give it to somebody I'm going to. I'll just never forget that sweet little lady. Just.
0: Take some, take some, and set it aside, and say, "This is for my donations. When it's gone, it's gone." Oh,
5: but I'll you have a because Yeah. You know, know, about, you
0: you know, know give just, a little here and give a little there. those little
5: coin bags. Oh, I would take a huge <laughs> purse Yeah,
0: <full. laughs> she. No, <one> and <laughs> should be. She'd have so much to give away. You're going to be dragging, dragging it. You know? She'd have to have <laughs> wheels, something. Yeah. You
3: know.
0: Yeah. I'd have to put wheels on it. To get it. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, so, uh, uh you got any uh, requests for Bhagavad Gita? Any the verse? By the way, I like your haircut. Uh, Thank so. you, sir. You're starting to part your hair the way I'm parting mine.
3: <laughs>
0: About 2.14. 2.14! Oh, right, nice verse. That's great. second chapter is always good. 14 is good. Uh, 12, 13, 14. Really, really
3: good. Actually, no, I think I was thinking of 2.13. Is that Tehino Smith? Awesome. 2.13? Mm-hmm. I think it, it is. is. Yeah, that's I was thinking. you got to do it
4: by chapter and text. The, the books aren't all the same.
3: Chapter 2, text 13. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, 2.13. 2. Is, 2.14 is mantra sparsis, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dehino shminyata hey, he, hovaran rovaranjara, tata dehantara praptir diras tatra namuyati. What does that diras mean? Sober. Sober. Peaceful. <laughs> undisturbed. <laughs> Translation As the embodied soul continuously passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at death. The sober person is not bewildered by such a change. So, uh, I'm going to read uh, the purport, but before I go into the purport, uh, you might wonder, well, gee whiz, is, is Krishna saying that the, the body soul continually surpasses this body from one youth you at the old age, then at death you pass into another body. So, should I just accept that and go with that. Is that what Krishna is saying here? It's going to happen. Just go with it. You see? Well, let's see. what What is it Krishna is trying to tell us here? Of you course, can't, it, You can't
4: stop it, actually. Well, if you don't know how to stop it.
0: Yeah. You've got to get off the merry-go-round to keep from continuing the Lord's circles. As long as you ride the merry-go-round, you're going to go around and around and around. So as long as you're part of this cosmic manifestation, this material world, as long as you're riding the merry-go-round, then that's just your normal thing. You go from youth to old age to death, another body, and around and around and around, perfectly natural for the embodied soul. Until, once in a while, somebody says, hey wait a minute, I'd like something different. I want, I'm tired of going around in circles. I want to get off. And then Krishna says, oh, okay, an inquisitive soul. Well, then let me tell you how you can, you can do that. You see. So, Siddha Prabhupada says, since every living entity is an, in, an individual soul, each is changing his body at every moment, manifested sometimes as a child, sometimes as a youth, and sometimes as an old man. Yet the same spirit soul is there and does not undergo any change. This individual soul finally changes the body at death and transmigrates to another body. And since it is sure to have another body in in, in the next birth, either material or spiritual, there is no cause for lamentation for Arjuna on account of death, neither for Bhishma nor for Drona, for whom he was so much concerned. Arjuna was concerned about his relatives being killed in the battle. And Krishna was saying, well, you know, death isn't, isn't it natural. It, it can't, it's, it's to be expected, you know. Is it warm enough? Maybe. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting warm, so. If it's okay. If you're cold, you can leave it under. Rather, he should rejoice for their changing bodies from old to new ones thereby rejuvenating their energy. Such changes of body account uh, account for varieties of enjoyment or suffering, according to one's work in life. So Bhishma and Drona, being noble souls, were surely going to have spiritual bodies in their next life, or at least life in uh, in the heavenly bodies, for superior enjoyment of material existence. So in either case, there was no cause for lamentation on a material basis. Now, uh, whenever I have somebody that, uh, and we all, it all happens to us, we have someone close to us and, and they lose, uh, they have a death in their family, they lose someone close to them. You know, I always get into you know this verse and the verses in this second chapter, right around here, you know, these uh, there's a few verses here that kind of explain uh, that th- lament not, you know, the this, this soul has go, gone on to a new body. You know, there, what has died here? The body died. The soul hasn't died. The soul has just gone on. You see, the, the soul can't be uh, withered by the wind. It can't be pierced by an instrument. You know, it can't be burned by fire. The soul is eternal. You can't hurt the soul. It's just, it's here. You know, And it will go somewhere at the time of death. It will take another body, maybe spiritual. More than likely, it'll be material body, but it'll go somewhere. It'll still uh, be doing well. Okay. Now, uh, so uh, you can see, if the if the soul is always uh, eternal, it can't be. The soul can't even become sick. You see, the soul is always doing well. So if I'm a soul, how come I don't always feel that I'm doing well? You know, why are there people in the world who think,
3: oh boy, I think,
0: you say, hi, how are you? Well, not so good. I had this one friend, devotee, he passed now, but he used to. You know how when you see somebody, you say, hey, how are you doing? They say, oh, I'm, I'm fine. You know, this, this is, his name was Bart. Uh, he was in Dallas. He passed a couple of years ago. An old guy. And uh, you'd see him, and he would tri- he would throw you a curve. He'd say, "Hey, Bart, how are you doing? How are you, Krishna? How are you?" oh I'm not doing real good, I'm telling you." And you go, oh, "Okay, I'm glad you're-. What? you." What? Know, <laughs> you know, not expecting it. You know, you know. And I, I used to like to say to people when they say, hey, "How are you?" "Well, I'm doing really well." You know, I'm envious of Krishna, and offensive to the devotees, but other than that doing fine (laughs) so why is it that the that this that we feel sometimes that we're not doing well if we're eternal we can't be hurt we're safe we're totally safe why is it your body's not doing well yeah because i'm identifying with the body if i wasn't identifying if i wasn't thinking i am this body then i'd be thinking man i got the world by the tail I'm doing great. I'm eternal. Nothing can happen to me. I can't starve. I can't do anything. You know, I'm. Uh, I can't do, really do anything if I can identify with my true self, other than be uh, eternal, full of knowledge, and always blissful. That's what I am. That's who I am and what I am. You know?
3: yeah. When you say body, does that mean mind also?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the mind also is part of the body. Although it's the subtle body. The subtle body. The subtle body, in, which includes mind, intelligence, and false ego, accompanies you from birth after birth after birth, which gives you uh, uh, a pr- particular material personality. You know, because you get a certain mindset. You know, like if you're a rotten guy and and, then, um, and you leave this body, then that mindset's going to go with you, mind, intelligence, false ego, go with you to the next birth, you know. So, uh, it's not like you're, it's all wiped out, it's not like a computer where they you know, wipe the hard drive and there's nothing there, you, you still have so much data, this persona that you have accumulated, that you're convinced that you are, because false ego, Believes that my mind is me. So when my mind tells me that I want something, I, I think, "Hey, I want this," you know. But that's my mind. And when we become self-realized, we realize that you no, know, I I am the soul. I own the mind, It's just like I own my hand. You know, I can tell my hand, you know, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this, or I'm not. No, I'm not gonna smack this person or whatever, you see, you know, you tell your hand, you know, my head itches, would you please scratch it, yes sir, you know, mm-hmm. so, but I'm not my hand, it's my hand, I don't say I hand, I say my hand, so it belongs to me, so does my mind, it's part of what I, what I'm, uh, I'm given uh, dominion over, so, but the problem is, I don't accept dominion over it, I let it have dominion over me. Because, and just because I don't know any better, you know, I don't know uh, that, uh, that I'm not my mind. So when my mind is saying, you know, I want to go do some nonsense, I'm thinking, wow, I've got a, I've got a yearning for this or that, you know. It's just like one time I was here a few years ago, I was uh, out doing some shopping and, and just looking at Sankerton places, you know, place lots that would be good to do. Book distribution, and um, so I'm driving out on the east side of town, and I passed this gigantic billboard that had the best advertisement for pizza I've ever seen.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they had this huge picture of pizza, and it looked so good. You know, oh, wow, boy, they spent a lot of money on that, you know. And I, so I drove another block or two, and I'm going. I sure like I like some pizza. And I'm thinking, no, it's my mind. My mind is saying, all right, you know, now I saw it and now I want it, and uh, I'm like no, you're not going to have pizza, you know. The mind is saying, let's drive by again and see what the address was on that thing, you know. If it's close by, we can swing by and grab a slice, you know. Not a whole pizza, just grab a slice. I'm not my dear mind, we're not going to. Thank you. And uh, so, and then I got back to the temple and they were having pizza. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, we have to realize, no, this isn't, me. you know, my mind wants this, you know, like, uh, you, know, you take a child, you've done this, you know what I'm talking about, you want to go to the store real quick, you know, I just want to get some milk, you know. Mommy, mommy, can I go too? Can I go too? Why don't you just stay here with your father? I'm just going kind to of the store real quick. No, mommy, mommy, can me go. I want to go. I want to go. All right, you can come on. But look, I'm just getting milk. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, you know, so you know, the child comes in, and you're heading straight. You're making a beeline for the milk, and the ba- the child is like, Hey, oh look at this, mommy, this candy guy. Hey, look at this doll. And you know, look, look at this. You know. So, we
2: still do that. I was like, with you <laughs> like every day. You're
0: thinking, So what's changed? Well, nothing's changed. <laughs> but you, you know, it's like that. It's like you, you are trying to accomplish something, and the mind is saying, "Hey, you know, look at that. You know, uh, the, no, no, we're gonna, we're trying to do this." And the mind says, like, "Whoa, hey, what about this?" And so the mind is trying to zigzag back and forth because it's not used to being controlled. You know, uh, so. Uh, once we can get the mind controlled it'll 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 ease up on you you know it may say hey that pizza oh, you're not going to give me the pizza so i'm not going to go there <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so um so yeah we have to come to the realization that we're we're not the, the mind so the mind intelligence of false ego travel with the soul birth after birth
3: that if we become self-realized what happens then
0: as you chant Hare Krishna, as you're becoming self-realized, the uh, the subtle body dissolves. You get to the point where you're dealing not with mind, intelligence and false ego on a material level, you're dealing with, a, with a, your your own spirit, your own soul, the thought uh, process of the soul, which is glorifying Krishna and feeling blissful, being feeling happy all the time. Uh, and the only anxiety that you feel is that I don't think I'm serving Krishna enough. You know, I wish I could do something better for Krishna and his devotees. you see. So you're thinking like that. It's, a, it's a, an anxiety with, a, with sweetness attached. It's out of love. You know I mean, I, God, I wish I could love you. I love you, but I wish I could love you more. You know I mean I, I, you're worthy of it, but I don't think I have the capacity today, but I'm going to get there. You see what I mean? That's a positive anxiety, rather than being a defeated kind of anxiety.
3: like, Oh, I'm I'm this, I'm that.
0: You know, so, but it dissolves. It it'll dissolve to the point that that you only have spiritual intelligence and uh, spiritual mind and, and and true ego. Instead of false ego, you know, ego is not bad. False ego is bad.
4: Yes. We're used to all these the components in the like material body, you're used to like the mind, the intelligence, the false ego. You know, all these different components. There's so the soul, like I mean it takes another body. So you have like similar components in the spiritual body? you have like the intelligence of the spiritual body, the mind of the yeah. spiritual body? Yeah. But it's but it's not your We have
0: a spiritual personality. You know. We have a a, a, a spiritual um Relationship with Krishna, which is eternal, we've always had it. We always will. It's just right now, we can't access it because we're distracted, thinking basically, I'm, I am this body. I'm identifying with the body, and last body I was identifying with that body, and so on. You see, but uh, we do have a spiritual mind and a spiritual intelligence.
4: And it doesn't coincide at all with this mind and intelligence. Like it doesn't.
0: It, as you advance in Krishna consciousness you get it back but it may not because look at it this way the, the soul is always pure the soul is 100% pure he's, he's not tarnished at all so when he comes in contact with material energy he, he can start to behave contaminated he starts to identify with the material energy and then I' now I'm using a different equation I'm using the wrong math you know. Because in the material world, if this is true and if that is true, then if I do this, then I get that. And if that's not enough for me, then I'll figure out a way to get some of his. Because he's a nice guy, he trusts me, so I can get some of his. Now, him I don't know about because he's kind of smart and I don't think he trusts me, so I'm going to have to get help from him to get some of his. But someday I'll get some of his too. And the object is, is to get some of everybody, you know I have more than everybody. You know, it's, you, sometimes we, we, not everybody's thinking of me, like but to some degree. So uh, evidence of that is we have a, a, a pure soul that comes in contact with the material energy and tries to man- manipulate the material energy to the point that they, they, be, they behave like a demon. Uh, Adolf Hitler, you know. He was so caught up in being Adolf Hitler, he wasn't in touch with his spiritual self. He, he read the Vedas, and he tried to use it for his advantage. You know, He tried. He, he read the Vedas, he read Bhagavad Gita, and, uh, and, he, and he thought, well I'm going to use that to create my own race, the Aryan race, he even called it the Aryan race. He even used the swastika, you know the swastika that the Germans use?
4: Wasn't it like backwards
0: though? Yeah, he reversed it. That's actually a very sacred. It means that it's been used for you know, gazillions of years in India. It's a very sacred, very auspicious uh, sign. You know, the Swastika, <coughs> Swash, It means peace, peace and aus- uh, aus- uh, auspiciousness, peaceful mm-hmm. auspiciousness. You see, so Krishna. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler saw that, and he thought, wow, I like that. That looks cool. So he used it, and he kind of turned it at a little bit of an angle, and he That's reversed exactly. it, he tilted it, and then he painted it all over Germany, and the Aryan race, the Aryans were, were a superior race of, of people, in that they were all God conscious, very civilized, but he wanted all blond-haired, blue-eyed Germans, and they were going to be the Aryans. You know, and he got this from, where did he get this concept of the super race? Getting rid of, the, of uh, those who are too short, too tall, not long enough. Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin is where he got that from.
3: Exactly. I think Nietzsche helped a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nietzsche might
0: have had some influence with his, the Ubermensch philosophy that he had, but Darwin, uh, Nietzsche probably got it from Darwin as well. You know, because Darwin well, very few people know this but this is the object of Darwin's book the uh, Origins of Species he, he, he didn't set out to prove the origin you know I mean he did according to him he proved that we came from animals and, and he made the point that we are uh, um, evolving okay the strong survive okay so once he made that statement, the point of his book was that we should start to manage the reproduction of human beings. In other words, if you're if you're small and frail, you should be neutered and not allowed to be to make a contribution into the gene pool. You know, if you're if you're a tall guy, well, we don't want we want people between this and that height. You know, so uh, I'm sorry, but you can't you can't be a contributor. You can't reproduce. And and you,
3: Negro. Well, you're a Negro. Neither- <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you know,
0: you know, you sing very nice. You can reproduce. He's yeah. tall too. You're tall though. Oh, but you're too tall. Okay then, forget it.
3: <laughs>
0: so then you match with a short me. Yeah, maybe we'll breed you with a short one, <laughs> and we'll get, We'll see what we get. So. Uh, you can't breed today, but we'll let you know if you we can. We'll keep that on hold, you know. So that was the the point of uh, of Darwin's, you know. In other words, that was he wasn't just making that statement that hey we evolved from animals. No, he was saying since we evolved from animals, here's what I recommend we do. And uh, you know, Adolf Hitler and and I'm sure others along the
1: way have given that some very Strong thought. Yes. I just wanted to hear what your response would be to my argument point against any of those people's with the fact that nature, the nature of nature demands variety. To try to control any person to that degree just demands repulsion.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. It does. Uh, but yet there are people who feel that it's their duty to do that. Why? Because there really isn't a supreme controller you know oh there really isn't a god i don't think there is a god it's it's up to me and people like me Mm. to make the contribution because you know you're just a common person you you don't know what's best for you but yet i'm superior (laughs) and i know what's best for you and by the way did i tell you i have an army
1: <laughs> oh, forgot to mention. yeah
0: uh, all these guys back here. Stand down, gentlemen. I'll tell you, find you. We're going to tell you what's best for you. And it's okay if you don't want to accept what I say. That's quite all right. They have plenty of ammunition, <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry at all. <laughs> it's
3: little,
0: it's power, they feel. Power corrupts. Yeah. They're, yeah, it does. they're corrupted with, with his power, that I can dream it, and I have an army, and I can kill you if I have to. I can say that your race is no good. Your race is the reason that we have all these problems.
3: You see? It's interesting because, sorry, a lot of people think that there was one assassination attempt on Hitler, and in reality there was like at dozen. least yeah, mm-hmm. like a couple of dozen. But because he couldn't be killed, he was thinking, the little yeah,
0: yeah. It it only proved to him that he was on the right track, but he didn't do it overnight. You know, he didn't come out <clears> and, and say, hey, you know what? I don't like Jews, and I don't think you do. Let's kill six million of them."
3: You know, twelve million altogether,
5: counting the poles and the gypsies and yeah, he tallied up twelve million before the, the, it was done.
0: The six million is probably understated, although there are people who say no, it's overstated. There are people who say, there are even people who say it never happened. No. There, are say, there are people still who say the Holocaust never happened. No, and then bad. there are people who say, well, oh, it was only a couple hundred thousand. Well, even if that's true, that's pretty ghastly.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, um, he didn't start it out like that. He didn't just go out and say, let's just start killing people. You know, you know what the first step he took? He was very genius. He had a plan, but he started it very slowly. He started talking down about the Jews, and the first thing he got uh, passed as a law, and he got it through the the Congress, was let's not allow them to share swimming pools with us. That was the first step. They're lesser class, they're contaminating, and I'm not saying we should hurt them, let's just not let them share the same swimming pool with we, the, the Aryans, you know. So that was the first step, and then he took another... He took it in baby steps until it got to the point where they were just wholesale slaughter. See, so uh, little, little at a time, uh, which is the nature of the material world. You know, it takes it takes away freedoms and it takes away, and it, it infects you sometimes. Just a little at a time. It only takes a tiny bit of deviation, and we become contaminated by the material energy. You know, so therefore we have to. Uh, it's not overkill, what we do, assembling together on a daily basis and taking shelter of one another, chanting Hare Krishna, uh, chanting the, the Vedic Mantras, worshipping the Deities, taking prasadam. You know, it's the, some people think, well this is kind of overkill, you know. I mean, I, 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 I don't mind being religious, but every day? <laughs> Jeez! You, know? you guys are like way over the hill with it. and. Uh, uh, yeah, we are because we're we're trying to to minimize the effect of the material energy on us. We don't want it to you know uh, control our uh, our our consciousness, which it has a tendency to do. You know, even subtly, like like I was telling you, my consciousness was almost overcome by a billboard. I wanted pizza. I'm thinking, Ooh. you know, how many times? have I I noticed a lot of times in. Uh, um, when I'm in some place like, uh, it, it, they do this in Dallas on the freeway, on Interstate 30's. You leave our temple and you're heading downtown. You know you know what I'm talking about, you're heading oh, downtown. Gigantic billboards, yeah. it's summer, it's 105 degrees. What do they have up there? Some drink. Beer! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: you're driving traffic. And here and you're driving, you know,
0: they've got beautiful girls and handsome men and the beer bottles and they're all frosted over.
3: Cold.
4: Here really
0: your air conditioner hasn't even started to cool a car down yet. You know, you've only gone a few miles and you're looking at this ice cold, the picture that they've done. And sometimes there's an ice ice cap mountain behind the scene. You know, you know. So the material energy is hitting on you all the time. It's trying to affect you. It's mm-hmm. it's a constant. And if if you watch TV, it's just like a constant barrage of this and that. Ah, so. So, therefore, we try to uh, come together as much as possible. Did you have a question, Carrie? Oh, well, I
2: mean, let's definitely finish this because it's on a whole separate page. Okay. I don't want to interrupt everybody,
0: though. All right, but don't forget it. Okay. Don't let me ramble on. And no, no, no. Which we have a tendency to do. No, no. Any man who has perfect knowledge of the constitution of the individual soul, the super soul, and nature both material and spiritual, is called a dira, or most sober man. Such a man is never deluded by the change of bodies. The Mayavadi theory of oneness of the spirit, uh, spirit soul cannot be entertained, on the ground that the spirit soul cannot be cut into pieces as a fragmental portion. Such cutting into different individual souls would make the supreme cleavable or changeable, against the principle of the Supreme Souls being unchangeable as confirmed in the Gita the fragmental portions of the Supreme exist eternally san, sanatan, and are called Chara that is they have a tendency to fall down into material nature that's what I was saying, the difference between us and Krishna as Krishna can come to the material world, he doesn't become contaminated you know, we start to believe that it's real and try to enjoy it, try to manipulate it. These fragmental portions are eternally so, and even after liberation, the individual soul remains the same, fragmental. But once liberated, he lives an eternal life in bliss and knowledge with the personality of Godhead. The theory of reflection can be applied to the super-soul who is present in each and every individual body and is known as the Paramatma. He is different from the individual living entity. When the, this is what uh, in the Christian religion is referred to as the Holy Spirit, Paramatma, you know, the all-pervading presence of, of, uh, of God. He is different from the individual living entity When the sky is reflected in water, the reflections represent both the sun and the moon, and the stars also. The stars can be compared to the living entities, and the sun or moon to the Supreme Lord. The individual fragmental spirit soul is represented uh, by Arjuna, and the Supreme Soul is the Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. They are not on the same level as it will be apparent in the beginning of the fourth chapter, If Arjuna is on the same level with Krishna, and Krishna is not superior to Arjuna, then their relationship of instructor and instructed becomes meaningless. If both of them are deluded by the illusory energy, maya, then there is no need of one being the instructor and the other the instructed. Such instruction would be useless because, in the clutches of maya, no one can be an authoritative instructor. Under the circumstances, it is admitted that Lord Krishna is the supreme Lord, superior in position to the living entity Arjuna, who is a forgotten soul, deluded by Maya, or illusion. So uh, sometimes we have uh, people who want to argue with us, uh, the Maya bodies, who don't, who don't believe that uh, that God has. A a personality or a form. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, they they really believe that I am God and you are God. There's this one guy that travels around through to yoga salons. I forget his name, and he's got he's become very very popular, very wealthy, and he'll start out by saying, you know, I'm not here to convince you that I'm God. I'm here to convince you that you are God. You know. So innocent people hear that, like, what, huh? And you start making sense. Whoa, hey, never thought of that. <laughs> Maybe I am God. Whoa, you see. So then you can say, well, if I'm God, if you're God, then why are you in this situation? Well, I've been deluded by the material energy into thinking that I'm not God. But yet, you're the Supreme. Yes. So the Supreme can be deluded by illusion. So that means illusion is superior. So that, therefore, Maya is God. You know. So and they'll say, well, no, uh, no uh, I'm not. No, that's not what I'm saying. Well, that's what you're <laughs> saying. You're God, but you don't know you're God. You're telling me I'm God, but I don't know I'm God because I'm in Maya. So if I'm God and I'm in Maya, if I'm in illusion, then illusion is superior to me. So that would make illusion God. You know, unless there's something wrong with my math, that's, <clears throat> that's what I'm coming up with. So, uh, so it, doesn't, it doesn't work. But, but it's very easy. Uh, sons of devotees, you know, take away someone who's a personalist. It's very easy for these people to convince people that you are God. There's a lot of that. You know, if I go to these uh, yoga salons and I'm giving a class and there's a lot of people that show up, you can bet that one of them's going to be God. <laughs> There's almost always a God out there, he's thinking he's God. There, you know, isn't it like that? You get a crowd of them together. There's a God. One of them's going to be God. They're convinced that they are. You know.
4: I wonder if it's like to me. It's like almost a form of nar- spiritual narcissism. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so prevalent in our society, and yes. it's a very seductive theory that you have. Um, I mean, it's kind of a new-agey thing now. It's like you hear this and you're, know, you're, you're, uh, you know, like that comment, you're, I am God, or, you know, and and they have a different spin on it. It's not quite as, um, uh, overt, overt. yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the word, yeah. And yet it's very seductive, and then, so there's this little spin of, like, I control my destiny, I control my this, and I control my finances, and I control, you know, I am the, the ultimate controller of everything that happens to me. Yeah. So it's its a very seductive, narcissistic philosophy. It is. Which will fall apart. It at is. The end. It is seductive. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It—it falls apart in the end. I because mean, yeah. it's—it's unsus- what, what what's that word in ecology? It's non-sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a sustainable theory. Yeah. It's not. Because you know you come up, up against a brick wall of something that's insurmountable, whether it be anything, and. Uh, then you then it becomes then what well, I, I created this oh and it's become then it, then it starts eating on you yeah it's just
0: like and eventually the modes of material nature will hammer you right you know you'll, exactly you really think you're in control but the modes are in control mm-hmm. you know you're going to go right. from one mode to another and, and many times these folks can stay in something like a quasi state of of mode of goodness mm-hmm. for a while at least they're when they're around other people. You know, a lot of times they can be, you know, whenever they get around their friends or the people that they're trying to convince that they're God and you're God, they can be in this mode of goodness. But then you can see by the way they live their life, they're not. They're in a the mode of passion and they're in a the mode of ignorance. Because, you know, uh, they, they believe that uh, I'm God, and uh, you're your God.
3: Uh, did I tell
0: you that I have a case of you know, this type of wine, a 1950, would you like to have a glass tonight? Would you like to come by and have it? You know, so in other words, I accept the mode of ignorance and I get the mode of passion, but I'm trying to tell you that I'm the mode of goodness, you know. You know, then they go home and uh, you know scream scream at their wife and kick their dog or scream at their dog and kick their wife one or the other, you know, just like anybody else, so. So, um, did did you have your question before we forget, what not you? No,
2: actually, I actually have a totally different thought now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, I was just going to say, you were probably one of the three people I've ever met that's completely above reproach. I know I could walk into your house right here and not be surprised by anything. Except how
3: dirty it is, right? <laughs> I
2: I'm a, just... You
0: know, so I just asked her, no, you're one of the only three people I've ever met that could like legitimately say that about. Well, that's nice of you to say. Uh, you know, I've just, just try to, you know, we try to live our lives to be in such a way that pleases the Guru. If we please the Guru, then, then we're doing well. You know? We try to be, you know, there's a, uh, we try to be like the, the dog to the spiritual master. You know, the dog tries to please you. You know your dog. You've got, yeah. You know, buddy, he's always trying to please you. You know, he wants you to be happy. You've got dogs. You mm-hmm. understand. Yes. You know, they're, they're, they want, oh, mm-hmm. well, if I please you, then, then you and I are going to be friends. You'll feed me nicely and you'll scratch me and we'll have that warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. So uh, the devotee is like that with the guru. He wants to always please the guru because he gets pleasure from pleasing the guru and he comes to the realization that I'm not qualified to make uh, decisions aside from the, the, the um, information that's been given to me by a spiritual master. You know, all I know is darkness. You know, I, I, had, I had no spiritual knowledge until Guru. It's just like someone could, it feels the same way about Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I had no knowledge until Lord Jesus Christ saved me. You know, he gave me the spiritual knowledge. That's that uh, surrender to the spiritual master. It's the same thing. It's called you know, different terms. It's a different term. But, uh, but it's, it's like that so many times we've, we've seen. You know, in, in the past, uh, I've seen people uh, who were Christians and they were talking about the same experience. I had no, I had no knowledge of spirituality at all. And I wasn't that great a person, but then I came in contact with uh, the Lord. And He, uh, he, he what does it they think there's oh, a, yeah. yeah. the washed
2: your the sins away.
0: Yeah, washed your sins away. I came away cleansed. And, and if you grab onto that and live that, then it'll make you a different person. So who gets the credit? Lord Jesus, you know, He gets the credit. The only credit we get is that we'll, we're willing to surrender, you know, to give up my false ego of thinking, well, yeah, but, uh, I think,
3: you know, <laughs> so, does that make any sense? Did you have a question? I had a funny, uh, when you were talking about the God market, Sheila sense of humor came out one time and he was, you know, everybody says I'm God. He said, we have one God test, and he told the story of Lord Rishabhadev. So Rishabhadev is an incarnation of Krishna, and after he was done giving all his teachings, he became what is called an avidu, where he walked around completely naked, and he actually just stayed in one place for a while. And it's explained that even when he passed the stool, the stool smelled like roses. So Shri Prabhupada said, okay, so we have a God test. Please come and pass <laughs> <laughs> Let us all smell if you're a God. <laughs> we'll,
0: you know, we'll know. In a very short time, we'll know. You know, so, it's, it's, it's kind of funny that, that uh, but you know, it's like you pointed out. These, these, these things are, these philosophies are seductive in their nature. Because uh, I'm appealing to your false ego, Mm -hmm. you know. What if you were God? Well, I'm not, but what if you were? You mean I could? Well, yeah, you could be. Not only that, but you are. Uh, really? Whoa, then that would mean... And then, you know, you start doing this.
1: Yes? Um, When it was presented earlier, it was made in a way that people could rebuke. And at the same time, about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, somebody came to me with, that same phrase, like, I'm not trying to convince you I'm God, I'm trying to convince you you are. Instead of saying it like that, they said it in a much more profound and disturbing way. And I do not agree with it honestly, I respect you, I believe you are far more knowledge than only than I am. But at the same time, I just say that so nobody confuses it by me saying, all he did was go around saying, I do not believe I am God, I just believe that you are no more God than I. Is what he kept saying. Mm.
3: Mm.
0: Wow, that's a that's a slick approach. Because yeah. that's going to lead you, if you have that tendency to go down that path, you're going you're to head down that path thinking, so in other words, you and I are both God. Okay, I can believe it. If, if you're saying, I'm not any more than you, uh, oh, wait a minute, maybe I am more than you. You see, <laughs> it starts to work. You know, they start, they start to grab hold of it.
1: Again, I'm not trying to agree with it, but I... I want he is the, you are the instructor. I do believe you're far more knowledge than I I don't want anybody to
3: hear that
0: with agreements. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the instructor here is Sri Prabhupada. We've got his knowledge, which is Krishna. We're we're talking Krishna is the instructor and uh, <coughs> so we're just trying to deliver deliver the message. But that's that's a that's a really, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you pointed that out because I want to remember that when i'm talking in the future but that that's one aspect of uh, you know uh, of presenting that that philosophy
1: yeah.
0: not that i'm god it's just that you're not any more god than i am if i
1: may i I'm, I'm not well versed enough to <coughs> say that I have to recall all of this book and it's been many years since I even went all the way through it but um with Krishna being holy, profound, and for lack of a better term, God, mm-hmm. would it be fair to say that it is Krishna's existence? He is what? Existence.
0: existence. Is he? Does he exist?
1: No, I'm saying that Krishna is existence. Everything he is he existence? Us. Yes.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, he is... He is... Everything. Okay. Thank you. So that's a good point because when, when the living entity wants to see if there's anything equal to or better than God, we're in the liberated stage and we decide we want to go check and see if there's something better. Well, it's really kind of silly because there isn't anything but Him. There's nothing but God. We are part and parcel of Him. You see, we cannot be without Him just like a drop of salt water can't exist unless there's an ocean that, you know, if you take it out and see what i mean that they're they're joined at the hip so to speak so uh um, yeah he is existence he is everything and when we we come in contact I mean, when we come in uh, perfect consciousness we'll have some understanding of that but he he, he gives us this um, this freedom to think outside the box. <clears throat> you see, he doesn't want us to think, well, there's nothing but you, so I guess I have no choices. I guess you're gonna have to do. Well that's not sweet to him. <laughs> you know if you're if you marry a girl and she tells you that you're the most handsome boy and the most like the most wonderful husband that she could possibly find in, in the in town and you're the only Boy in town.
1: No, much competition. You know,
3: there.
0: I mean, how much does that really mean? You're the only that she's saying, well, you're the best.
1: You're the worst, you're, too. You know? Yeah, she could also say
0: you're the worst, you know. Yeah. You're the most handsome, you're also the ugliest. <laughs> depending on what mood she's in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you had a situation like that, you better clean up after yourself and not leave mm-hmm. your, your underwear on the bathroom floor because then you're the dirtiest. You know, so, So, uh, you know, Krishna doesn't want that kind of a relationship. He wants you to believe that you have a choice. So you do have a choice because he wants you to believe it. He he gives you a choice. You can choose something other than me. And if you decide you want to choose something other than me, uh, I'll give you the faith to pursue it. Because he has self-confidence, you know, he doesn't have uh, issues. What do they call those uh, uh, baggage? Yeah, he doesn't have baggage. He doesn't have uh, self-esteem, self-esteem, self-esteem issues. Self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have low self-esteem. He knows he's Krishna. You know, he's he has all the confidence that a guy could have. You know, he knows that hey, look, you know, you're going to go looking for something besides me, boy. <laughs> you're going to strike out, but I want you to find that out on, on your own. You know, so I'll even create a world for you. I'll create a gigantic world. I'll create a cosmos that will put you in awe and reverence of it. And it's just a spark of my splendor. Just a tiny, like one grain of sand compared to the beach. But when you see this one little tiny spark of my splendor, this cosmos, you will be in awe and reverence. Your jaw will drop. You see? that's how great I am, that I can create something that insignificant that you're going to go, wow, wonder how this all got here, you
3: know.
0: And you'll start to contemplate how it got there without even considering it came from me, you know, I just cast it out there. but you're going to think, oh, maybe there was a one particle that all blew up and then it's all going to work its way back and blow up again and, you know, you'll speculate and you'll just be fascinated by it, you know. Hypnotized, like when they, when the hypnotist does that thing with the watch where he moves it back and forth. You, know? <laughs> you ever do that to a dog or a cat, you know? <laughs> and and they're like following it like everything. It's just like a living entity, here we are, we're hypnotized by this temporary illusory thing that's out there. We're like, whoa, this is like way cool, dude, you know? Man, I wonder if I'm looking up at that star and there's some other guy looking down here at me, thinking like, wondering if I'm here, whoa, man. You see, it? it's like a, a baby, you know, a baby that's that, that real, real young, is like stretching, it discovers its hand, you know? <laughs> and your feet. And, and, feet, and feet, yeah. They
3: say baby
0: for feet. <laughs> he <baby's girl. gasps> yeah. puts a foot. You know, they put everything in their mouth. You know.
3: It's the picture of Krishna
4: sucking on his toe.
0: Yeah, Krishna does the same. Be- baby Krishna. Yeah, mm-hmm. sucking his toe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're 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 like that. We're so easily uh, abused. <laughs> So easily amazed, you know. We can get stuck in, uh, struck with awe and, want, uh, and reverence and wonder about something that, you know, to Krishna, this is so insignificant. This cosmic universe, you know, this collection of universes. Jeez, oh, you know, I put it out there for you to travel through and and, and try to find uh, uh, something better than me. And here you are, all wrapped up in it, thinking this is just way way far out you know you know it's like uh, the bugs Bunny cartoons I remember when I was a kid I watched a book when he would do something and trick one of the other characters he would say what a maroon you know what a nutcase case I'm wondering if Krishna sometimes thinks like jeez look at this <laughs> you know you're really into this material cosmos aren't you well what a maroon. You know, anyway, you'll 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 come around. I have faith in you. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, what else? Got about five minutes,
1: I guess. Good question. You're fine. Fine. You're
4: fine. Oh, we can open the a Thank you. Yeah. Six fifty-eight, right? I have a maybe a re- rewinding back to what we were talking about earlier um, about uh, the. The soul, or the spirit, or whatever you want to call that. Um, it's interesting. I have, a, I have a patient right now who told me a story that was very similar to an experience my mom had, and she told me this years ago, uh, and it was almost exactly the same incident. So the experience was: my mom was uh, living in Los Angeles, and um, she was uh, she had a friend. That she was my mom raised in Chicago, mm-hmm. so she had good friends in Chicago. And then until she moved out to LA. Um, so she had a friend who was a doctor, good friend. And um, so my mom was uh, taking a nap, which she related the story to me. My mom was not one, by the way, to have phenomenal experiences. I and mean, she just, it was probably maybe one of the few ones that she ever had, but it was very, very powerful. Um, and it's exactly the way this patient explained, the same situation. So um, she's lying in bed and kind of coming up from her uh, nap in that kind of twilight zone that you have when you're waking up from a nap and as she's doing that at the foot of the bed she sees the image of this doctor, friend of hers, whatever his name was, doctor whoever, and um, he calls her name out and uh, he hears her name audibly, Ruth, he called her and uh, she was just, she wasn't scared, she just saw. She was like shocked, you know, what is he doing, he's, he's in Chicago, I'm in LA, what is he doing here? And she became more alert Then the image faded. So, of course, you probably can guess what happened next. She got on the phone. She called uh, Chicago and got a hold of the office or whatever. And she asked, I'm sorry to tell you, Mrs. Ebert, but your 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 friend, doctor, had just passed this afternoon just died. Wow. So, this story, which was, and a patient of mine just told me something similar where she, he, I'm sorry, had had the same experience with someone who had passed remotely and... They appeared at the, in the bedroom, and then he you know, called to find that that person died. I guess my question is, is there like a transitional zone? I mean, what survives? What is it that... Um, I mean, do we immediately go from one body to another, or is there some... Obviously, it seems to be, at least anecdotally through these stories, there's some kind of a transition zone. There's a there's a space in between. Uh, Something survives.
3: The Goodbye tour?
4: The goodbye
0: tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the, the living entity is so um, attached to this material body and, mm. and the material world or place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the place that uh, um, this was my grandfather's house, this is mm-hmm. my father's house, and it's been my house. I've had all my children here, mm-hmm. and uh, now I've passed and I'm staying in this house. Mm-hmm. So the soul wants to; it demands to stay there. It's allowed to. Hmm. Um, perhaps the soul committed suicide. You know, typically the soul. When when you commit suicide, you, you get a ghostly body. But buta. Buta. they call it boot. It's called a boot. And it can in Indian, say in India. When I say boot, it means but Isn't it boot? The Sanskrit boot, the physics. ghost, ghostly. It means so it have, you you you're a soul. You have a subtle body. You don't have a gross body. So you know they, they decide they're going to they're going to stay and they're allowed to. That's your that's your desire. And so whatever you led up to, and I don't know all the dynamics that contribute to it, but you, you end up with a with a subtle body. So uh, that could be part of the answer. Uh, it it. You know, I really don't know. I don't know anything shastrically that says. All I, I do know is that uh, when you're taken out of your body. Uh, if you're going to go to the court of Yamaraj to be assigned another body, then you're taken out of your body by the, the you know, like those who are in, in the service of Yamaraj. Hmm. You have to go catch your bus? Yes. It's so good to see you again. Mm-hmm. You take care. Thanks yes, for coming.
3: Thank
0: you for lovely. So, Sorry. You no. Know, awful nice of you to come. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, you're taken out of. Uh, there was a movie years ago. Once in a while, somebody tells me, you got to see this movie. <laughs> why? why? Oh, it was written by a devotee or had an influence, you know what i So there was this movie. Uh, Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> I
2: was thinking about it when
0: Yeah. About it. Oh, and remember cool. when, when the bad guys died? The, yeah. the dark critters came. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the, it's like the description yeah. in the Srimad Bhagavatam you know, that you know these, you know these are not nice guys that oh, come. They're thugs. They're tough. They're dark. They're mean. And, they're, they're, and they take you kicking and screaming. You know. But on the other hand, when you're uh, to be delivered, when you're uh, going to make it out of this body. Uh, uh, then you, you're, you're uh, collected by the Vishnu Dudas. you know. And they're very beautiful and, like, you know, bright, and they come to take you peacefully, you know. So it's just like uh, there was this one friend I have was telling me that when her grandmother died, her grandmother was a very, very devout, very wonderful Christian lady, and uh, so she was there when her grandmother's passing. And because uh, I was telling her this story, you know about the, the Vishnu do this, and she went,
4: ah!
0: she sucked all the air in the room, and it was, ah! I said, why, why? She said,
4: well, it explains.
0: Then and, and she calmed down and told me the story. Said, well, my grandmother was passing; she's about to go, and she said, oh, they're here. Hmm. And she said, Grandma, who's here? Is it Jesus? She said. Oh, I don't think so. But they're so <laughs> beautiful. Mm-hmm. They are so kind, mm-hmm. and she just felt so, so peaceful.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, this is going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of the anxiety of death, right. at the time of death, you're gasping. Mm-hmm. You probably know, mm-hmm. like, ah, ah, fight. Ah, ah. You know, because mm-hmm. there's a resistance to it. suddenly mm-hmm. all of a sudden, she saw these beautiful. Creatures coming to take her, and she's just like so peaceful. Like oh, you know, they are so beautiful. You know, they are so kind. And she's looking. You know, my friend is looking. Who, Grandma? Who? You know, she just kept saying, "Oh, they are so sweet, so beautiful." Did she die then?
4: And then she left. Perfect. You know, that is perfect. Yeah. So yeah when you examine near death experiences you see different people have different encounters Christians will see jesus um, people of different faith will see different deities how do you explain this right they uh
0: they worship a different deity uh, those who worship lord jesus Christ if they're uh, if they're sincere at the time of death they will get Lord Jesus Christ you know they um uh, if you're sincere, you'll get, you'll get your your, uh, where you've cast your faith.
4: But then again, if Jesus, in fact, you know, came to to his his devotee, um, I'm imagining Jesus wouldn't come in the image that you know the Western world makes not to be with the brown hair and blue eyes. Well, yeah, so well, either, hair you know, and blue eyes. yeah,
0: yeah. But, uh, perhaps at that time, the, the, the spirit soul is seeing with uh, spiritual eyes, oh, okay. well. you know, they're not seeing uh, a body, you know, the, uh, it's not likely that, that uh, Lord Jesus looks like the pictures, you know, with the, he's got some red hair and blue eyes and stuff or whatever different, you know, but he's probably very Middle Eastern looking. Like or or he was
3: <laughs> Yeah. You never know
0: yeah. <laughs> or at least the body that he appeared in at that time you see we don't know uh, so uh, but um, whatever form he's coming for them in, they recognize who this is you know because it's not a it's not necessarily a sensory thing, you know.
2: Or at least not material senses, right?
0: Yeah, not a material sense kind of thing that's happening. You know, you're seeing beyond and perhaps not even seeing with the eyes, you know, with the material eyes. So you know who it is, and you 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 know that he's, he's coming for you,
4: you know. I've also heard that... In these experiences people will see their ancestors or their loved ones carrying them to to some sort of heavenly realm.
0: Yeah, you know, I've heard of people being in in the light, you know, when they have the after near death experience. Uh, I don't have a, an explanation except perhaps they're seeing the Brahma Jyoti.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the Brahma Jyoti is dazzling, it's bright and uh you know, if we're personal by nature, maybe we're somehow or seeing that.
3: I don't know.
1: Yes. May, I, may I try to phrase an analogy of explanation, if possible? Sure. The soul's most subconscious, ex, uh, subconscious envision of hope or fear. I'm sorry. That's it. So in other words, the subconscious has this vi- vi- this vision of hope, whether yeah. it's the family that you love or, or Jesus that you love or fear. Yeah. You know, I could see that. Yeah, you know, it could be.
0: Mm-hmm. It could be some sort of a thing like that. You know. Uh, it's really hard to tell. We don't know. You know, we don't really know. How How do these things happen? Mm-hmm. You know. We, we really don't know, except that the, uh, there is a possibility that the Yamadudas uh, or the this let them make a visit. You know, for the soul, uh, it is said in the Srimad Bhagavatam that at the time of death, the, the soul is put into a different temporary body that can travel great distances in a very short period of time. In other words, it's not like going through uh, you, To get out of the cosmos, it takes, you know, 100,000 years at the speed of light. Mm -hmm. So you're put into a body, your soul, you're put into a body that can travel vast distances. Now that might mean it just like that. So to go from Chicago to Los Angeles might be just to make a quick stop to hook up with this someone that they. What it was a Quite possible. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know, but I don't. I don't know. I don't have any scriptural thing that I can back that up with. But.
2: It was so weird. My grandmother passed away seven years ago from Alzheimer's. My mom's parents. She stayed in the house. It was very. I don't know what you think about it. it was very known. And so, she never liked animals, she was scared of them, whatever, so I couldn't bring Bud when I'd go there. But as soon as she passed, my granddaddy was like, well, you know, bring Buddy. And I spent a lot of the next 14 months like up there, just on the weekends, just the two of us. And he was sitting in his like recliner, and I was at the kitchen table doing something. And I thought I was asleep, and he was like, you know she's in the house, right? Like, I hear her footsteps all the time. And I was like, yeah, I was like, my cousin and I talked about it all the time. And then he passed away, and he walked in the house, there was nothing. They were still together after 63 years. Yeah. You know, but yeah, there was, you walked in, there was nothing. Huh. It was so, yeah, it was just like, okay, you're together, so this is yeah.
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, she was so attached to him uh, that she just wasn't going to leave. Mm-mm. And then they, you know, at the time when he left, they left. They left. left
3: together.
0: You know, they had no reason to stay there. They went on.
3: Mm-mm.
0: You know, why not? Uh, you know, quick. Real quick, I'll tell a quick story. Sure, Prabhupada, uh, John Lennon, uh, when he discovered, when we discovered, they were we were discovered by the Beatles. Uh, John Lennon had this mansion. It was uh, it was a castle that he had he had bought, and he thought it was really neat because it was haunted. He got it for a really good price because it was a haunted castle in in, in England. You know, it was the height of the Beatle days. You know. So uh, they would do acid and uh, LSD and and uh, and be haunted by the ghost. They thought this is so you know, <laughs> this is incredible. Wow. You know, just they got a haunted castle, come over tonight, let's let's get on and play with the ghost, they say. You know? <laughs> so uh anyway, uh Shiva Prabhupada uh, was invited to stay at this castle. There, there was a, a servants' quarters out back, which was very, very nice. It was like a really nice quarters. And so John wanted the devotees to stay there. And uh, so uh, when Prabhupada got there, John's giving them a tour. Uh, Swamiji, let me give you a tour. You know, <laughs> in the castle. So of course there's the stairway. You know, in the the in, like in all castles where you the spiral staircase that takes you up and so they're going up the stairs, and Prabhupada is out front. And every so often, Prabhupada would say, "No, just leave this place." And he would were going. John's like, "What?" Huh? Mm-hmm. So right. every so often, Prabhupada would stop and say, "No, no, just leave this place." Mm-hmm. So they got to the top of the steps, and John said, "Swamiji, I'm, who are you talking to?" And Prabhupada said, "Oh." Well, there were many ghosts here, but I've sent them away. We have no <laughs> use for these <laughs> rascals. <laughs> so the ghosts were gone, and Prabhupada wanted to have a nice kirtan after yeah. that and make sure that they were gone. So the, well, he cleansed the place. Yeah, and the, the ghosts were rain. gone, and uh, so uh, the devotees were living out there, and John was spending his time like every night he was out there remanded, you know, you know, and uh, so a couple of things happened, you know. Uh, uh, Yoko was after him to, you know this this man has a secret you know we want to know what his secret is because you could tell they could tell prophet is just he's not like he's not an ordinary man obviously this is not an ordinary entity so we wanted to find out what his secret is so so we can get there too or market it or whatever you know I don't know he, he makes it out like he always made it out like he was there was so natural minded but they were they wanted money. They wanted more fame, more profit, more distinction. You know, they are eating up with it. George, not so much, but John for sure did. So, anyway, uh, they had a meeting with Prabhupada. They insisted on meeting with Srila Prabhupada, uh, just the two of them and Prabhupada, without anybody else. And Prabhupada's servant says, Oh, no, we don't do that. And Prabhupada says, no, no, it's okay.
3: It's okay.
0: So, they met just the three of them. And so, they wanted to know what is your secret? Tell us your secret. And Prabhupada was elusive. He's not saying anything. So finally, after a while of being pushed by them, Prabhupada said, "Do not cast your pearls before swine." <laughs> In other words, you're so low class. You know, you, know, you wouldn't understand. You know. So uh, anyway, Yoko didn't like that. She was like, "Well, haram."
3: <laughs>
0: and so she told John, "Tell them to leave." You know, so John made arrangements for them to leave. and get a place to stay, wherever they're gone and then so um, uh, anyway Prabhupada graciously left he wasn't offended but there uh, when you do something to offend a, a devotee the, the devotee may not take any offense but other entities become offended you see so anyway after Prabhupada left the ghost came back hmm. and it got so bad in the castle that John had to sell it and lose money and it just, you know, <laughs> So uh, <laughs> so there are, you know, there, these, these are true, these creatures exist, yeah. they're, they're uh, souls with subtle bodies, meaning they don't have senses, uh, complete senses, they don't have complete sensory perception, but you do, and if I can get in your body, then I can enjoy some through your senses, you taste, it, smell, whatever, because they're without sense. Can you imagine what it would be like to be without senses? Just limited yeah. perception, you see. Hmm. So, you know, even the Catholic Church recognizes that. Oh, they, they do absolutely. You know, I mean, they're they're they don't think that there's a possibility that it might happen. They know. You know, they sure. actually they
4: have exorcists. An exorcist. It, and, and, yeah. and they mm-hmm.
0: you know they have a whole department in the Vatican that deals mm-hmm. with this. It's it's not just a couple of people either. It's you know there's some very documented things. That, have happened that they have dealt with, you know. Our way of exorcism is to chant Hare Krishna.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so, uh, anyway, you know
3: that's the story on ghosts. Yeah. Thank you. All right, let's wrap it up. Thank you, Thank you all. Thank you.